gone from 33 clean audits to 27. And in his day, uh, may his soul rest in peace. Kimi Makwetu was very loud in admonishing leadership. This AG's been the same, but leadership's just not listening. Yeah, it's certainly a trend, and we're, we're approaching an election, of course. And um, it's, it's critical that members of the public access these Auditor General's reports to get a very clear sense of where the challenges exist in municipalities and use these reports in order to engage with duty bearers uh, to, to you know, put pressure on these leaders in, in, in local government to bring about the necessary changes and the necessary checks and balances. Otherwise, we'll continue to see poor results and poor service and, of course, rampant opportunities for abuse. One of the other glaring findings is the prevalence at municipal level for the use of consultants, which suggests elected officials and the bureaucrats are not able to do the job that they either paid or elected to do. How, how widespread is this practice, according to this latest audit report? Because it's, it's almost like paying twice for poor outcomes. Indeed. So they tend to outsource, especially financial management and financial reporting, at great cost, and then... They not, not only do they outsource a function which they should be performing internally, they then um, it costs extra money, and the results of outsourcing aren't being seen in many municipalities. And it's an issue that the Auditor General has flagged, um, and it's and it's widespread. It's not partic- not only limited to one or two um, provinces; it, it extends across most of the provinces, um, and and costs a heck of a lot of money, which could otherwise have been spent on, on, on frontline service delivery. And indeed, the Auditor General has, has remarked that um, there is a, 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 an increasing um, spend and a, a move towards poor, poorer financial reporting. Mm. And, and, and that's unacceptable in, a, in, a, in an environment where we need to make every penny count. I, I used the example this morning, and we're dealing now more on the consequence side of, mm. of poor leadership. I used the example this morning of the High Court in Maikeng ordering the Ghetlecheng Rafir local municipality to hand over control of water and sewerage to a local residence association back in 2020. Uh, that that residence associa- association took over, they got the job done, but the court also issued an interim order that the municipal manager be jailed for 90 days. Uh, unless they're able to do something about it. Now, it may seem extreme, but a high court judge used the parameters of the law and found jail time was appropriate. In cases where it is appropriate, why should it not be? Indeed. I I, I entirely agree with that. The the, the failures of leadership can result in real, real severe consequences. People can can expose residents to health risks. It can endanger people's lives. They they really do need to be swift and and severe consequences where there are repeated breaches of the law um, and where there are preventable issues at play. And and until such time as we see um, administrative staff disciplined, and face the consequences for their inaction, we will, we will not see change. So there needs to be, you know, residents are within their rights to lay criminal charges, mm. to use audit results to demand that people get disciplined and face the consequences for, 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 for conduct that doesn't meet the, the, the legal standard. And the, the reports produced by the Auditor General's Office contain this very information. We've also been let down by councillors in many municipalities. These are elected representatives who are tasked by law mm. with 
ensuring oversight and better reporting and better functioning in municipalities and in far too many municipalities. These councillors who are paid with public funds are underserving their, their, their residents and, and, and resulting in this continued spiral downward towards dysfunction and abuse. The, the danger, I suppose, inherent in running to the courts on a regular basis, and, and government has reminded us of this, is that we effectively are eroding the constitution in some way, because if at local level service delivery is not happening, provincial has to take over administration, and if it's not happening there, it need, needs to go to national level according to our three spheres of governance, so, mm-hmm. or government. But are we not at a point where, where perhaps that is the price we need to pay to get service delivery done, to get people accountable? It, it, it's got to that point. The, the, the court processes do take long, and, and you know, some of these service challenges are, are, are immediate. They require addressing within days, if not uh, hours in some instances. And so we do, we do need to see a, a more use of, of mechanisms in addition to the courts, you know, the courts are, are, are overburdened with these kinds of cases. And so, you know, I live in a town, Makana, uh, Makana municipality have been taken to court, and there's orders directing that the council be dissolved. Mm. But of course, that has now been appealed by the, the province. Um, and so, there are there is a trend towards using litigation, and there are some results being achieved. But you know, really, the pressure needs to be used. The, the data and the material that are contained within order to general results. Reports should be drawn upon by residents to voice their concerns and to use these results as a as a mechanism to not just hold people accountable as we run up to elections, mm. but in the weeks and months following this. Another, you know, way of in, of engaging this issue and ensuring corrective action over the longer term is is of course to to educate and to familiarise residents with. The, 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 the regularity with which this material becomes available. All right. And, yeah. Yeah, I want, I want to come to a process that you guys have begun in Makana in just a bit, but I want to give a chance to our listeners also to, uh, to engage with us, and this is what some of them had to say. About For me, my opinion is that of we don't need electorates to run the um, municipalities. We only need people who got skills, who are educated, so that we can be easily to, to, if they are found doing crime or irregularities, we can open uh, cases and uh, police be able to arrest them without any political uh, interference or fearing somebody else in higher offices. I thank you. The fact that these thieving comrades do not go to prison, they are being protected by Cyril Ramaphosa, Jacob Zuma, the structures, branches, or whatever you want to call them, they are all useless, absolutely useless. Why do you steal from your own kind? Or why do you steal, basically? For what? What must you steal for? Thank you. Chapter 2. There we go. A couple of uh, emotive messages. They also want to go to Aisa in Uppington. Aisa, good morning and welcome to the show. Uh, morning, Udo. Amen to your case. I want to know from him, do I like criminal charges against the municipal manager or who? Hold on, hold on, Aisa, what's, what's the problem? They, listen to this. They put electricity in, right? Uh, 
this the importing of of contractors from 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 other provinces. The auditor general must look at that. They put the electricity in. They put the last cable in my house with no box. They switched on the electricity for two days. I could have burned out. Just like that. I called the councillor and she told me, I'm at the funeral. What do you expect me to do? All right. That Aisa? was firstly. Yeah. Uh, uh, last week, yeah. these boxes are defective. Last week, the, the, uh, the electricity was zooming through my house. I switched off all, all the plugs on the box. Okay. Right? Aisa? I called the, 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 the fire department people at 11.30 at night. They came and took off the box. They refused to replace this, this defective box. Okay, Aisa, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. L- let's get some advice from our guest as well. Um, I don't know, Jay, if you want to respond directly to what Aisa can do. Yeah, certainly she should insist that the councillor for for her ward um table the matter at the next council sitting so that the information is placed on the table at within the municipality she can also um, submit a written complaint to the municipal manager requesting that the matter be investigated it sounds like a serious risk that was posed to her and her family in addition to that it sounds like there, there was neglect or, or, or you know, an, an issue with the contractor there. So you could also lodge a complaint with the public protector's office, in addition to uh, approaching the late the, the, the local law enforcement to to lay a charge. Okay, Papillon in Aldos. Good morning, Papillon. Are you there? Uh-uh. I think Papillon's line's been cut there. I, I want to reflect on what you guys started in Makana, and uh, according to your organization, it is the first of its kind, this uh, OPG uh, process that, that you've begun. there. What, what is that, and what, what sort of benefits are, 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 are the, is the community reaping from it? So the Open Government Partnership is an initiative. Um, you know, South Africa, as, as at a national level, was one of the founding members of the Open Government Partnership. And the idea is to open up the affairs of government, commit to more open processes that allow residents to access information. Um, that, that commitment you know, started across various countries around the globe in 2011. Um, but there's been a more recent initiative where we wanting to localize that. We're wanting a municipality to commit to greater levels of openness, to commit to providing information timelyly to residents so that they can use it to engage. So in, in Makana municipality, we approached the, the municipality requesting that they commit to the Open Government Partnership Local Initiative, um, and they develop um, a mechanism through which municip- municipal com- staff commit to providing information. We've had a challenge with accessing information for too long. Okay. And so the municipality at an administrative and, and political level took that decision to commit to releasing information more readily so that people can use it in order to understand and explore solutions. Okay, so, so so in other words, if I'm getting you correctly, once the community has local government at the table, they, they pretty much can't hide the truth. It's going to be it will make them harder to hide the truth, and of course, it will it will expose, you know, if there is wrongdoing or or a failure to act, it will it will expose it in a way that brings people to commit to to finding solutions, um, and so there is pressure both 
um, on on uh, on officials, but also elected representatives okay. to to do the right thing. Jay, there's growing popularity in the idea that our three spheres of government be turned to two. Is mm-hmm. is this practical? It's it's certainly one that an issue that that is. You know, the evidence is strongly in favor of saying we, we need to change up the way in which we govern um, because there is so much dysfunction. And so we need to think about mechanisms that will ensure better value for money. Um, it's not going to happen overnight. It's likely to take, I would say, anything between five to, to, to eight years to realize. But the, the, the growing calls are based on really good evidence that we have far too many people in government and far too many people that are contracted to provide services who are not doing their jobs. All right. Director at Public Service Accountability Monitor, Drake Cruz, thank you very much for your time.